0: A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline. God, I can't play football before. The rules are simple: cookies. Once you go in, you don't come out. It's fresh cookies. You're you're welcome to Fresh Cookies, everyone. I'm your host Neri Rodriguez. Episode 3 of HBO's Hard Knocks premiering last night. We'll talk about it, but first, as always, if you're not, be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's show. On Twitter, it's @freshcookiespod. And give our Facebook and YouTube a like and subscribe. Some are coming to a close, but that's all right. That means the NFL is starting soon. That's what we want. That's what we love. And getting into this sham of a relationship that is Hard Knocks LA, this entanglement if you will we will have much to look forward to and some stuff not to but let's get a jump in when hard knocks episode three i don't know man after our last episode i was saying this season's kind of boring so i had faith in this episode and i'd be lying if i said my faith is restored because it's not not that there aren't good moments on this show Because obviously you're getting a great insight and you're getting a look at all the behind the scenes shit that goes on into an NFL season, training camp, preseason, whatever. Um, I love the production value and everything that this show has to offer, getting the players mic'd up, giving you an experience like no other, but that don't mean shit. It's only fitting that this episode opened up with the Chargers wide receiver coach telling his players to put your face in the fan because I feel like that's what I've been wanting to do all season watching this and after some speculation from our last episode that this season might not be a hitter, it's looking more apparent just starting with this. I know I touched upon this in last episode. I'm sure I touched upon it in the premiere episode of the season of Hard Knocks. Aaron Donald obviously one of the top defensive players in the league if not the number one guy this guy I feel like would fare so much better with a different coach like obviously no games being played so far so I can't like there's not a lot to judge Sean McVay on other than past experiences but just the vibe like I know the team respects him but it but it's certain but in certain points of the show this week and not even just this week, you feel like the team just humors the guy, you know, like they respect him enough to knock over his head and, and kind of challenge what he's doing. But even with the short interactions he has with some of the players, you can tell that they're just not, not even bought in. They just, I guess it's just kind of hard taking, like taking direction from a guy that that young. And he's not super young. He's not in his 20s. You know, this isn't Little Big League, which I'd like to see how that would fare in the NFL. But getting away from my cinematic hopes and dreams, I feel like Donald could be with a better franchise. Like, imagine him with the Saints. You know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees there. I feel like he would kill it. Or maybe that Baltimore D-line. Or go up to New England. Patriots need some pass rushers especially this season not that i feel like his talent's being wasted just want to see him in a sexier situation i don't care how weird that sounds so it was the first practice with pads and even just saying that in the third episode sounds weird but we got it and it definitely helped the show a little bit just going back to the chargers wide receiver coach phil mcgagan i think that's how you pronounce his name gogan gagan it's all the same also loved his line, this game isn't played on Instagram. Just a real intense MF on Anthony Lynn's coaching staff. But his interaction was great. I thought he gave some good insight. You know, Lynn being a former running back that really had to scratch and claw his way onto the roster, being the head coach. Really preaching to these guys the the fundamentals. Just like every other coach. But especially the emphasis on blocking. That was... It's good stuff to hear. It's good football. And I've been leaning on the Chargers a little bit more in this season just because I'm more interested in their team. But we got some more Keenan Allen in this episode. Finally, he's been kind of peeking in and out. So it was nice to see one of the best receivers in the league get some shine. And barring injury, dude, I, I think regardless if it's Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert, I think Allen's going off this year and he's like I said barring injury he looks healthy he looks good mindset is good and I think he's going to be one of the top fantasy players this year I'd go as far as to say mate top five in the league easily this year possibly top three an interesting component to that is now you won't have Chris Harris guarding him two games a year He's over from Denver, so now he gets the luxury of covering them every day in practice. And that's not only going to make Allen better, but whoever's at quarterback, because Harris is a beast, won a Super Bowl, went to a second Super Bowl. And when you reminisce on when the Patriots beat the Seahawks that year, you heard talks of how having Darrell Revis made the offense better, specifically Brady, but just the entire offense, because you, you got one of the best corners in the game, guarding your receivers. And if they can keep up that intensity and just bring that every week, you know, like I said, their their quarterback situation kind of has to get laid out a little bit better, but they're going to be one offense to watch. And that's why I currently like them more than the Rams. So yeah, Harris is now in LA. He doesn't have to freeze his ass off in Denver. The new stadium looks awesome. I know they spent a lot of time in the episode kind of focusing on that. It's very nice, but honestly, can we just focus on the football and hopefully they don't make the same mistake the Falcons did and put a Chick-fil-A in there? Not that putting the Chick-fil-A in there was the mistake because it's essential, but how are you going to pick one of the only franchises that isn't open on Sunday? But that's just the Falcons MO. They, they really, I, I, they just, they don't know what the fuck be going on sometimes. Anyway, sofi stadium sophie stadium whatever looks great can't wait to not go well soon but i'll make it there one day now focusing on one of the positive storylines in the rams not not even just positive just one of the actual interesting storylines of the rams camp clay johnston rookie linebacker been interesting to follow this guy great mindset has a lot of love for the game And he's definitely one of those players that's going to be hurt by no preseason games. However, in this episode, he's getting a little more shine for a different reason. Dude just buried the lead on his family being super tight with Brett Favre, gets Brett Favre on the Skype call. What? Mr. Favre himself. Father time. Arguably the only Jets jersey I'd ever wear. And Johnston just having casual calls with, quote-unquote, Papa Favre. And can you believe Johnston's dad? Best man at Favre's wedding? The strength and conditioning coach. Best man at your wedding. That's love. That's such a crazy dynamic, too, to think about. This guy who you spend so much time with really does wind up becoming probably one of your closest and best friends. I'm curious how many other times that's actually happened. Wonder how many water boys got invited to weddings and things like that. Towel boys. Not even boys, because on the sidelines, they'd be grown-ass men. I'm like, yo, don't you have a family? But yeah, Johnston getting some far of love, that was cool to see. And speaking of love, can we, can we just take a moment to appreciate Tyrod Taylor? I mean, 10-year veteran in the league. This guy's been the subject of scrutiny criticism and yet he's still getting a job every year i didn't even know he won a super bowl like that was crazy i would have rather him been the been the ravens like super bowl winning quarterback over joe flacco and he probably could have pushed that fucking unibrow out yeah taylor just has a fantastic attitude like you're talking about the ultimate role model that's just that's just the people you want on your team, regardless. Even if this was a flag football team, I'd want that guy on my squad. And you got to appreciate the role that he takes. in. they were saying this is what the third season, his third season where he's coming into camp, where the franchise drafted a rookie quarterback. Well, a quarterback, not a rookie quarterback, whatever. But he assumes that role. Uh, He's a great mentor, and even in the episode, dude taking the reins and, and just breaking down some film like that to the younger guys, he's definitely grooming himself for a career after playing football, and I'd like to see him on a coaching staff one day. What the fuck? Show Tyrod some love. And then we addressed this on the second episode, and it came to fruition, which wasn't a big shocker, but I'm glad that they did touch upon it with the melvin ingram holdout or rather the hold in dude was still there just wouldn't put on a helmet so at least he was there but i'd be lying if i don't say i hate that shit like it's such a distraction uh in a way it's almost disrespectful not even to the franchise just the other players all right like your teammates and i understand everybody got to get paid and that that's the other side of this That I totally sympathize with. That you know I hate it. But it's also necessary in some cases. At the end of the day. I just feel like it's unneeded attention. On you not even the team. Because now. All your teammates have to answer questions. About why you're not playing. And something else we kind of addressed. In the last episode that happened. Was Joey Joey Bosa supported his boy. And his decision. Bosa who just got paid and i respect that i like that bosa supports his boy but getting away from my little ingram hold in gripe homies in the booth melvin ingram laying down tracks watch out for that mixtape like i'm sure i'm sure a bunch of players do it but it's just great to see what these guys do away from the field but also just to see their their hobbies and stuff and and how they freely express themselves not on the field yeah it's getting a little mushy in here but Shadow ingram and all his rap dreams let me know when you're going on tour boy i'm looking for that backstage pass oh man my shit popping p popping out here what's not popping is juju hughes of the rams constantly walking around with that toothpick he's gonna swallow that shit and i i don't know I don't know if that's going to be an NFL first, but it's an accident waiting to happen. I feel like somebody should step in. I'm going to be that parent right now. And you know, the common theme this season is how are they going to make cuts with no preseason games? So I really do applaud the Rams for making the most of that scrimmage. I think that's probably the most game-like experience I've seen on Hard Knocks. And granted, it's because of the pandemic, but still... To put the players that have to deal with that in that scenario, I thought that was great. And shout out to the Rams for making that adjustment. I'll give them that. And floating back to Clay Johnston, which, shout out to Baylor. He wasn't having a great showing at first, and I was a little worried for him. But him and Hughes both stepping it up at the end. So I hope they stick around. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but the Rams are really on my shit list at this point. And I wish the season was just the Chargers going off my pass gripes. Like I said, McVay, I don't hate him. I don't think he's a bad coach. Just not feeling his vibe right now. I don't know if he has control of that team. And that's not to say that they're acting out. It's just as the season goes on, if it doesn't fare the way they want to, I wonder how they're going to react. You know, is there going to be a mutiny? A parlay? Shout out all my Pirates of the Caribbean fans. Y'all know what's up. And the thing that's really bothering me about the Rams on this season of Hard Knocks is no Cooper Cup still. Literally showed one image of the guy. I'm holding out hope for next week that we'll see him, but damn, no Cooper Cup? I'm like, on this team, he's the toy inside the Happy Meal. That's what you go there for. Well, Aaron Donald, but still... Cup has to at least be the McNuggets. Where's Cooper Cup at? Don't they ask Cooper Cup? I'm looking at you, Hard Knocks crew. Make it happen. So yeah, to just sum up this episode, you know, great that they finally got pads on. It was great to see a little return to normalcy, some hitting, some playmaking. But going into episode four, I'm still holding out hope for this season of Hard Knocks. NFL kickoffs rapidly approaching. And like I said, I don't know what the Rams are going to do. But Anthony Lynn has a great mindset for his team. And I'm sure they're going to be the best team in the AFC West. But outside of that, I really don't know. I'm sorry. I take that back. I'm over here talking shit like the Kansas City Chiefs didn't just win the Super Bowl. They'll be the second best team in the AFC West. But their schedule ain't no slouch. But look at this schedule right here chiefs twice you play the buccaneers and the saints in week four and five back to back both away then week 12 13 and 14 you're going to see the bills the pats and the falcons and then they're ending the season with the kansas city chiefs so they're going to open and close with the world champs like i said chargers have some stuff going for them hope ingram and bosa both have good years Same can be said for Chris Harris and both quarterbacks and the guy whose nuts we've been riding this whole time, Anthony Lynn. Hard Knocks got to pick this shit up though. I mean, I know it's almost over and I'm going to watch through, but I'd be lying if I didn't say this is getting harder for me to watch. And before we wrap up, some other NFL news, two defensive stars need homes. Earl Thomas being let go from the Ravens earlier this week. And Jadeveon Clowney's still in free agency. That's going to be a monster pickup for whoever gets him. I'm a little upset Thomas won't go to Dallas, though. It's the guy's dream. Shit, Patriots will take him. But I don't know, he's going to have to tackle, so... Might not be his cup of tea. Yeah, that was a shot at him for all his playoff trash talk. Don't judge me. He had it coming. So yes, we'll hold out hope that next week's episode of Hard Knocks will be better... I don't know if it will, but just just prepare the kids in case this divorce goes down. All right, band could be breaking up. There's only a couple episodes left, though, so who knows? Be sure to stay up to date with us as we get you ready for NFL kickoff. We have a lot of good content to get you started for another great NFL season. With everything shutting down this year, football will happen. And when it does, we're going to be there to wild out. Be sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, it's Fresh Cookies Show. On Twitter, it's Afresh Cookies Pod. Give our Facebook a like. Follow us on YouTube, and keep bringing that sexy ass back, baby. All right, time to get some sun. Gotta clear up these tan lines before the end of summer. Not that much time left. I'm Nery Rodriguez, and you already know it's Fresh Cookies. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline. God I never football before. The rules are simple. Cookies. Once you go in, you don't come out. It's fresh cookies.